It's RYOBI days at the Home Depot. Buy a RYOBI OnePlus 2-pack battery starter kit for just 99 bucks and get one of over 20 select RYOBI OnePlus tools up to an $84 value, free. The OnePlus system also fits over 125 other RYOBI tools. So now, going cordless is almost endless. Buy the battery kit, get a free tool. RYOBI days now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through June 19th, limit one per customer while supplies last. See store for details. There's a difference between do-it-yourself and do-it-for-a-living. At the Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. The following is a Sweet Truth Media production and may not be suitable for all audiences. Brothers and sisters, get around. It's time for the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. <laughs> Well, hello, everyone. I am Billy Dees, and this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. With me, my co-host, as always, DJ Sugar Shane. How are you doing, man? Can't complain. Doing pretty good. How about yourself? I can always complain. Well, yeah. (laughs) Can't we all? (laughs) If you're new to the program, we are live twice a week. First on Monday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then again on Thursday night, also at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, you can check out the podcast anytime you wish, The Sanctuary of Sweet Truth on Spreaker and also iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts. Um, Also on Twitter, you can uh, tweet us anytime. We generally try to respond um, to the tweets, and sometimes we'll take so show uh, suggestions and things like that as well at Sweet Truth um, Radio. So <clears throat> check us out on Twitter as well. Um, hey, before Billy. we get in, hey, what's up? She just got home from work. She's coming in to give her daring husband, dear husband, a kiss. Oh well, that's very sweet. <laughs> daring husband, that's about right. Daring, yeah. How's it going? It's going good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm tired. Well, you um, work a lot. I'm doing good. Got, She's been up since six this going. morning. Oh man, just got home, so that's a long day. It yeah. sure is. Well, enjoy your show. Oh well, thank you very much. All right. Bye. <laughs> Talk to you later. <laughs> she came in. I had the door cracked just in case the kids were. But got up or something. Uh-huh. That's but, cool. Uh, all right. She's uh, always got, got that uh, energetic voice. Yeah, yeah. She's pretty good on a podcast if I can get her to do Oh, one. yeah, she is. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we get into um, 
some of the general discussion here today, uh, we, we, we have to mention two significant stories. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first one was this uh, guy who sent out the, the bombs. Now, in my opinion, this was more of a, I don't know, some, some, somewhat of a, I don't know, kind of irritating story than it was something that was really threatening. I'm, I'm, I don't know enough about the bombs. The, the facts aren't out yet, but it does seem that these bombs were actually set up to go off, but it, it doesn't seem that uh, he knew what he was doing. This yeah. was more of a case of a loser. Yeah, this was just some Trump uh, diehard fan, and he wanted to be an idiot. And he did, Like you yeah. said, I don't think he knew what he was doing. And he yeah. just, he thought that, I mean, why people think that that's the answer to get your voice out there to get the calls done, it's beyond me. That's not the answer. And uh, the the other story is, of course, what happened in Pittsburgh, which is wow, completely horrific. Yeah. And uh, I, here again, if you're new to the podcast, um, I, I know Shane is, is an independent for the most part. And you're free to describe yourself as you wish. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't have a, po- a political affiliation. Okay, I don't have an ideology. Meaning that, uh, as far as a po- political affiliations go, <clears throat> I really don't like the Republicans that much. I really don't like the Democrats that yeah, much. About where I stand. And as far as ideology goes, you know, I, I don't put myself into an envelope where I have to be conservative on everything, where I have to be a liberal on everything. And quite frankly, I don't even like the term moderate because that still puts you on a scale. Yeah. And, I, and, I like the term free thinker. Yeah, way. something I, like that, independent, because I, I really feel that each issue should not have uh, a determination about it predetermined by a filter right you know you, you you should examine each issue on its own merits and then kind of go from there and it, it's one thing to have like a general philosophy about things but but it's another thing uh, you know to where I'm, I'm a conservative and this is going to be my opinion about it the facts be damned now when you get into that territory um you're no longer dealing in the real world. You know, you're slipping into some sort of a cult. Right. Um, so, it is a cult. Know. I mean, a cult yeah. will have to and be On religion. the extreme ends, it is. On the extreme yeah. ends, it is. Absolutely. Well, first of all, with this bomber guy, um, out here again, I'm not a Trump supporter. Um, but just in all fairness, could he have, he have handled his rhetoric better when this guy was caught? Yeah, absolutely he could have. Yeah. Okay. Um, Does he, he should ever? Have he, he should have condemned these acts and so on and so forth. But I really don't like the idea of assigning somebody who's on the fringes of society uh, to a political uh, a politician. For example, the guy that opened fire on the baseball field a couple of years ago where mm-hmm. Republicans were playing. You know, that guy apparently was a Bernie Sanders supporter. And I, I wouldn't assign uh, that guy to Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I okay. wouldn't either. No, absolutely not. Now, the only difference is that Bernie clearly condemned those acts right from the very beginning. You know, Trump has a way of just, he says the right thing at the right time when he's scripted. 
And the next thing you know, he gets in front of a big crowd that's cheering him on. And I don't know if he gets caught up in those moments. Oh, yeah, clearly. Yeah, you can yeah, tell by looking at him. He, yeah, then he, uh, you know, he ends up saying some stupid stuff. Yeah. But, but uh, here again, my own opinion, to assign these people who are on the fringes of society uh, to a political politician uh, or to a political platform, what have you, I, I feel that only causes further divisions oh, in our yeah. society. That's all it does. Oh, that's where we're at right now. We're a complete, if, I mean, if, if we were to have a, a civil war in today's world, it wouldn't be a world, it wouldn't be about slavery, it wouldn't be about the South and the North, it'd be party, political parties. Yeah. It'd be a political party civil war. And uh, an example of this, now that uh, that shooter in Pittsburgh, um, I, there was a Republican, I was watching the, uh, uh, the Sunday morning news programs. And there was a Republican. I, I won't say the, the name of the station or the reporter involved, but uh, you know this this reporter was clearly trying to draw a connection between um, this shooter and uh, President Trump. You know that oh, something Lord, Trump Jesus. had said that, that this. Uh, I mean, in, in, indirectly, and in that something right. that, that Trump said influenced him. Now, this guy hated Trump. Okay. Uh, th- this guy clearly uh, made some very disparaging comments about Donald Trump and his support of the Jewish state. Uh, there's no way that this guy hating Trump as much as he did was influenced by anything that Trump said. Right. Okay. And this guy was trying to, this reporter was trying to create a dialogue. And this Republican I believe it was a senator, said on, you know, numerous times, this guy hated Trump. Well, how many times does he have to answer the question? Right. Um, well, he went into the, when he went into the synagogue, he went in screaming death to all Jews. He didn't say, hey, power be to Trump. He said no. death to all Jews. And he well, was his, his, I'm not sure if it was his social media or what have you, but he did not like Trump. He, he viewed Trump as, uh, as, as a globalist, which he hated. Right. And he also viewed Trump as somebody who uh, was letting the the Jewish people, as it were, uh, take over the country or words to that effect. I, I don't know if I have the, the verbiage exactly correct, but his his connection to Trump was very, very negative. Oh, yeah. They've been putting the spin on it. To, there are certain networks, and I won't name the same ones you're talking about because I know who you're talking about. But they've been trying to spin this whole thing from Sunday or from Saturday just about to be like Trump had, you know, not to directly, but like you said, indirectly. And I'm like, it has nothing compared. There's nothing there. Yeah. And and here again, I, I'm not defending Trump. Uh, the, he has had the sad part about his presidency is he has had some golden opportunities, golden opportunities to be a transformative figure. Oh, yeah. Very much so. And he has squandered them all. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's that that was uh, one of the more infamous quotes that came out of the Clinton White House. One of his advisors told him it's an infamous quote. And um, the, the quote is is basically, uh, you know, never let a tragedy go to waste. Yeah. Meaning that you you capitalize on that on the attention and and the feeling that you have from the American people and you George use Bush that to, knew how to do that. Yeah, and uh, 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 
Trump has just stepped on so many. When he first got in office, he reached across the aisle to fix Obamacare instead of destroying it. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, to, to start with infrastructure right away, then go into attack mode o- over Obamacare. If he would have done these things, he would have been a truly transformative. Have we even president. started on infrastructure yet? I don't think we have. I, I don't know. There's been some things passed, but I, I don't know if, if anything's actually begun yet. Yeah. I would just uh, wonder. Or if. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not even sure if things have actually been passed. There's a lot of things that have come up that have positive, you know, uh, energy, but nothing. I, I don't know of anything substantial. I'll put it that way. But yeah, he so anyway, what I'm saying duck. is the, the 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 tragedy with the Trump presidency is so many squandered moments to be truly a president that would go down in history as one of the best. Yeah. And, and he's really relying on the economy right now. And, and here again, uh, the partisans say that it's all Obama and the other partisan says that it's all Trump. When we've talked about this before, the fact of the matter is it's a little of both. Yeah. And, and that's something that you, you're going to hear very rarely because just about every commentator now is. Biased. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and the fact of the matter is, is that during the Obama era and here again, I've talked about this before, a lot of his uh, policies, a lot of the regulations that he had in place forced large companies and large financial institutions to streamline, to become very efficient. Yeah. And with Trump coming in, deregulating a lot of that stuff, he now has very slim fit companies going through these great big holes. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Right. So it's 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 a it's a little bit of both. It, it's a little bit of both. And uh, here again, to be objective about it, you you have to give credit where credit is due. A lot of this groundwork was laid with Obama, and uh, Trump basically took the cap off and, yeah. and shook it up, and now it's you know squirting out. Uh, now, how long that this fizz is going to last is another thing entirely. Yeah. Um, you know, and I wonder when things go go south, both sides are going to, you know, say, well, it's your fault. <laughs> mm. When things go south, that's going to be Obama's fault, according to the Republicans. And yeah. uh, uh, the Democrats, of course, are going to uh, point the finger of blame at Trump. So right. uh, it, it's 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 a shame. I can't even that listen. I, that. I can't even listen to either one, most of the news networks you have on TV today because it is so biased. I just have to filter what I can get, but after so long, I can't listen to it because it just gets disgusting. I don't want to hear somebody turn uh, shit into flowers, and I don't want to hear somebody turn steak into hamburger, so to speak. If if, if it is what it is, it is what it is. I don't want you trying to make something that really isn't nothing sound like damn world-class, best, worst thing in the world about to happen. And I don't want you to take something that's, you know, pretty... Pretty monumental and could make a big difference in a bad way if it's not done right and try to make it sweep it yeah. under the rug like it ain't no big deal. I don't yeah. want that. Yeah. So. Now, you were in Pittsburgh on Saturday? Yeah, we had a, uh, we didn't go in, we didn't get there till 6 o'clock that evening. But I got up that morning, and the first thing we hear, man, my aunt texts me and she says, Y'all be careful. There's been a shooting. I'm like, okay, we're going to Pittsburgh and come to find out it is in Pittsburgh. And I'm like, oh, Lord. right, right. So I, was, I didn't know how many shooters there was or nothing. So automatically, I'm getting on the news. I want to make sure they all be captured because I'm really thinking whether I'm even going to go or not. If they got them all scattered around, you never know what in the heck's going to happen the rest of the day. But um, I was glad they caught him. I, I, uh, he, he was younger than uh, what I anticipated he was. He was 46. That's pretty wow. young. Yeah, that's pretty young. 
Most times uh, you're a sixty something year old nut job that does this. Yeah, yeah. And uh and, and what's interesting, he um I, I don't understand how he thought that these people the Jewish part aside, okay, obviously he had a few springs loose in his mind about Jewish people. Right. Um, but uh, these particular people, most of them were pretty old. They were re- north of retirement age. Yeah. They shouldn't have been um, living in Pittsburgh anyway, because from what I understand, Pittsburgh's 50% of their population is Jewish. Why in the hell would you want to live there? I don't if know. You, the, if, uh, you hate, if, you right hate Jew, if you hate Jews, I mean, I ain't got no problem yeah, with them. I, I would say between Pittsburgh and uh, Philadelphia there, the Pittsburgh community is pretty strong with yeah. uh, you know, the Jewish community. Yeah. And uh, the, the Pennsylvania community. So um, uh, this is uh, – this guy's a real POS, man. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, just give him the death penalty. Oh, and yeah. Him. I'm right there with you. And, um, I, and uh, I'd flip the switch. Yeah, yeah. I, would. I know. I hate to say it like that. I know why people think I'm talking shit, but I really would because that that person there, I just don't even see. To me, he's wasting oxygen that could be yeah. used on someone I, I else. Would, I, I'd, I'd throw that switch quicker than <laughs> than a than, than a granny sitting at a nickel slot machine. What we could do is I'll be on one side with a pail of water, and you could throw the switch, and I'll throw the water on it right when he's fixing to get fried. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, you know, <clears throat> we, we've talked about this on the program before as far as uh, the frequency of these things, and you've mentioned it before. Um, yeah, w- the debate is: Have these things always happened, and we just haven't heard about them, or are they happening more frequently? There was another one today. And there's another one today, and you know, here again, <laughs> they they all seem like the worst on record. Mm-hmm. You know, like this one is uh, apparently one of the worst uh, attacks on the Jewish community in in the history of the United States, certainly wow. in modern. It probably is, yeah, in the United States, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we, I, don't I mean, about, we don't hear about not, it often. Yeah, well, yeah, we're not talking about, uh, you know, worldwide. Yeah. What's going on in Israel and stuff like that. But right. I, I just mean um, a, 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 a targeted. Yeah, uh, I'd say this is probably one of the worst, if not the worst, because, yeah, you don't hear about it very yeah. often as a Jewish yeah. target. Correct. And, and and maybe we don't know about the history of the United States. I mean, they're, they're, you know, way back in the day, I'm sure a lot of bad things happened. But certainly, let's say in the last 50 years, mm-hmm. during modern times, I, I don't recall the Jewish community uh, attacked like this so senselessly and so on. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but what I was getting at is it just seems that not only are these attacks happening seemingly very frequently, but they're all superlatives, you know. Uh, the one in, in, uh, uh, Las Vegas was a superlative. Um, you know, and, and we could go on and on with this. It seems like there's been at least a half a dozen over the last two years that set records. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to, what, what intrigues me? Seems like the, it come in spurts too. You ever noticed that? Like, yeah, you, yeah, like you'll I, get three or four in a week and then, and, and and two weeks later, you'll have three or four more. And, and what I don't understand is, without getting in, and I, I don't, I don't want to get into gun control tonight. But no, but, God, no. But, 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 but even even if you if you set that aside, okay. Um, for example, you could give me a bazooka, 
And, mm-hmm. and there would be no danger to society. No. Okay. Um, so wh- how available the guns are, we could have that debate. And like I said, that's not for tonight's program. But what does intrigue me is why are there so many people out there willing to do these things with bombs, with automatic weapons, uh, I know that, uh, you know, I, I got friends who are police and, and I know some things that I probably shouldn't know about. Uh, yeah, a lot of times when you go to a public event and you see all those ambulances there and you think, well, they're there because um, somebody might have a heart attack. The fact right. of the matter is, is there's hazmat people in there that are suited up in case, you know, <laughs> somebody, wow. somebody, somebody uh, puts a biological attack on the oh, crowd. Oh, wow. That's something to know because they got ambulances that I work just about all the time. And, uh, <laughs> well, uh, I'm talking about high-profile events. Right. So oh, you okay. You go to the Super Bowl or something like that, and you see all the bunch of ambulances out there. Nine oh, times out of okay. ten, there's special forces in those things. Okay. So so what, what I don't understand is um, why are there so many people willing to do that stuff? Oh. They feel like they're doing a cause, man. They feel like this dude in his own mind, in his own world, somehow he thought by going in and shooting up this place or the guy that wanted to set the bombs or the guy shot in North Carolina. I don't know what that situation was. But right. you, but the Jewish situation and the bombs, it's somebody that in their own mind, they've created this fantasy that they're the answer they're going to be the solution to solving it to where they can get the world the way they want it. But why are so many people falling into that? Because they don't have no answers. They're just as confused as the rest of us. Yeah, but the rest of us aren't doing this. Though. No, the rest of us are sane. These are some oh, whacked out sons of bitches. That's yeah, what you get. And, and, and then that's what I'm saying. It seems like there's such a high percentage of them now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, I, we all got our own theories on that and, one. And you'll have to be—you have to be careful about anything that you say. Oh yeah, um, you know. And um, I just—I don't know. I—I—I—I I, 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 I worry that all this talk about gun control and everything else takes away from the issue that there, there's a lot of people out there that are willing to kill you, no matter how they can do it. Oh yeah. I, you know, I, I always say uh, if I'm sitting in a room with somebody who's willing to kill me and there's a gun sitting on the table, the liberals want to take the gun away and uh, conservatives want to give me a gun. So now I have a gun, too. But the fact of the matter is, in either case, I'm still sitting in the room with somebody who's willing oh, to yeah. kill me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and, and that's the part we don't address. Right. Why are there so many people um, in the room that are willing to kill us? I mean, in, our own, in our own in our own country, in our own society, in our own culture, I don't. Uh, you uh, that's you can't get these people to understand that though. These people that are liberals that think that that's the issue is the guns, you can't get them to understand that. You can't get them to realize that if you took all the guns away, yes, you might would have a little bit lesser scale. I'll say possibly on the mass area because you can't, right. you know. That's possible. I don't think so, and I'll tell you why in a second, but let's just say it is possible. Do you not think if you took all the guns away, they'd find some other way to kill people? Because the thing about it is, it's not the weapons. It's the people that are bad in the first place. You've got to realize you're surrounded by evil people. You don't know how many people. I'm not saying the whole world is. There's some good people. 
Oh, but, sure. But increasingly, the whack jobs are arriving, and we got to realize it. They're here. You don't know how many people I wait on. There's no telling how many people I wait on. Some of them I know are, but there's a, there's no telling how many people I wait on that are absolutely fucking whack jobs. Oh, sure. I believe that. There's been a statistic, and I'd have to figure out what it is. I'll have to look it up. Maybe I can have it for you on Thursday, of what the percentage of a chance of you running into a serial killer is. And it'll be amazing you. It'll amaze you what that yeah. chance is. Well, you know, even in traffic, yeah, you know, the people are willing to kill each other over, you know, being cut off in traffic, and it costs them a whole minute yeah. of, their, uh, of their day. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's um, – there's a hostility – I, and I, you know this is a, this is a good answer. I, I I know that we've had this debate before, and everybody says things don't happen uh, any more than they used to. It's just that we didn't know about it. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I, I'm getting to the point now where I dis, disagree with that somewhat. Although there is an element of truth to that, and it's sensationalized now. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But but here, here's the thing. I don't remember even 20 years ago, which is a relatively short time period. When you, in the in the in the context of a century, um, I remember in the eighties, for example, I didn't encounter so many hostile people that I do today. Right. You know, oh, I was yeah, young it's a lot time, more hostile. And, yeah, and you know, I used to go, travel a lot. Uh, I I had a, a had a job at the time where I traveled a lot. And it it just seems like now everybody you meet in the doorway gives you this look like they're willing to kill you. You're in their way. You're you're violating their their turn to go first. Um, it, you know, it's it's everything is okay. a point of contention. Now, while I agree that the media today does, as you put it, sensationalize it, this is true. The media does make take things now and expand on it. However, I do disagree with the term that it wasn't just as publicized about and I can prove it by one point, one story. In nineteen twelve when the Titanic sunk, a week later they were reading about it in a newspaper in England. Now, while it might have taken longer back then for you to hear about it, I do believe if we would have lived back in nineteen twenty or not whatever it is back then and there would have been a mass damn shooting in Pittsburgh, it might have been a week. But we would have read about it in a damn newspaper. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And 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 you know who somebody brought up, and, and I can't believe I'm quoting him because there's a lot of times he's way out in left field. But I was listening to an interview of Richard Dreyfus, the actor. You don't like him? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know <laughs> about I, him personally, though. I have to say I've never really listened to any interviews of him or nothing. I just he, like his... He's, de- he's definitely a left... Uh, uh, I wouldn't say he's, he's nuts left-wing, but he's definitely liberal. Okay. <clears throat> and, but, anyway, but, but anyway, my point was he said something that was very true about what you just said. Okay? And he used an example, and I don't remember what the example was, but his point was along the lines of what you just said. When something happens now, the information about it is instant. Yeah. Okay? And that information comes along down the pike where there's no context, there's no analysis. And when when we have an international incident now, like I said, that information is instant. What's the president going to do? What's he going to say? Blah, blah, blah. Live from the Capitol. Blah, 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 blah. 
back in the day of, of what you're talking about, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, that information took so long to get back to the king that people had a chance to put it in context. More information came in. More opinions were gathered up as it was presented to the king, as it was presented to the public. Oh, yeah. And now that information is just thrown out raw. Okay, and what happened five minutes before isn't the news that led up to that. Okay, that that doesn't matter. What happens is what just happened now, and what's your reaction to it? Yeah. And we, we we live in this day and age of instant information and instant reaction. And I don't know that that's doing us a lot of good. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. Th- I mean. It has its pros and cons, and that's definitely one of the cons because nothing's being filtered, just stuff comes spitting out, and you don't know about it. It's, it's like I don't even know how the editor still has a job anymore. Yeah. If you think about it, how does an editor even have a job anymore? Because, I mean, yeah. I, they can't. I mean, they put everything out as soon as they get it. I mean, hell, if it goes across his desk, he's got to, like, skim it and say, yeah, go with it. I mean, there ain't no way he has time to actually prove it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even know how that position's even held down anymore. It probably may, hell, who knows, it may not in the future. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We talked about some heavy topics there. And, I, I, by the way, I, let me qualify what I said about, you know, the, some of these ambulances and stuff. I don't want people to get paranoid. It's not everywhere you go. Right. It's that it, when, you, when there's a high-profile event, when there's, you know, some sort of a marathon in a major city and there's a half a million people involved, they have those people implanted in the crowd because it would take too long to get them in if something happened. Oh, yeah, a lot longer. And, and they usually put them in, in, in ambulances and buses and, and, and things like that to where they're disguised. So you don't see these guys, you know, wearing, you know, outfits like they're about to go on a mission to Mars. <laughs> so oh, get everybody okay. all scared. Um, but, yeah, they, I mean, they have to be aware of the possibility of a biological attack in this day and age. Anything can happen. Uh, yeah. One of the things that really scares me um, in regard to a biological attack, um, or in contrast to it, I should say, is, is some low-grade nuclear device. Yeah. Um, and I say low-grade because you might not even know that you're sitting being hit with radiation because it's painless at first. Right. It's like an x-ray. Well, I think it's going to be uh, either... Uh, and- can no you imagine way. something like that being set off in a in a football stadium or something like that? Oh yeah, it'd be good lord, thousands. I mean, and, and they wouldn't even know they're exposed. Now, I would imagine here again at, at at big events like that, there's probably radiation detectors around the stadium. I, I, would, I would guess there would have to be. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you could inundate thousands, tens of thousands of people with X-rays with something as you know, very very powerful X-rays. Uh, and they wouldn't even know that they were hit with anything until an hour later when they started to, to die of radiation poisoning. Wow. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's a, uh, I think it's it's a scary that. world. I think it's that. And you never. And what worries me is when you get people like Iran and whatnot pissed off, I wouldn't be surprised for them somebody over here. And, and I know, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I don't put it past it happening. And I wouldn't be surprised but I, if it happened. And that's... Uh, they use chemicals or something like that into our uh, water supply. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I, mean, I wouldn't, and you know, I wouldn't, you know, major city or something wouldn't put it past it at all. No, and, and I would certainly hope that you know our civil defenses and our uh, national defense would be on the 
on the uh, you know on guard for that. Well, I hope uh, so too. But, but I don't know. Sometimes I wonder about if some of these people actually know diddly do. Um, I think some of them just stand on a card and play five card poker or something. I don't even think they pay attention to half the shit going on. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get into somewhat of a lighter topic, although it, it, it's it's a big topic for some. And uh, I, I put get your Halloween on on today's program because uh, you know it's interesting. I. I uh, I had the post of uh, Bill Maher's commentary from Friday night on, and I believe you noticed it, right? Um, and he and he made an interesting point. I don't want to speak for him, but he he put a, an interesting point. It used to be conservatives that were the party poopers. Now there'd always be some old conservative in your family when you had some kind of a costume on and say, "Looky here, you're not going out dressed like that." You know, <laughs> conservatives were the party poopers. You know. And now we have these young liberals who are the uh, PC police who are saying, you can't go out in that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, something as, to me, as trite as dressing like Cleopatra and Caesar. And if you know anything about history, they they were connected. Um, And Cleopatra was... One of the finest, I would say, um, leaders of American history. She did everything she could to save Egypt. Oh, wow. But um, the Roman Empire eventually uh, got them, and that was largely because uh, you know Caesar got assassinated. So, you know, that's a, that's a period of history that's been romanticized over the years. You know, there's been all these movies and all these plays oh, yeah. and all these stories about Cleopatra and Caesar. And a lot of people go out dressed like Cleopatra and Caesar. Okay. Um, and we're living in an age where is that uh, taking away from their culture? Is that, you know, taking the culture of the Egyptians and doing something bad to it? Is is that doing something to the Romans? Oh yeah, that's that's how they are. I mean, it's it's, it's like PC has taken over. You know, I can understand having tact in a situation. I can understand, you know, being polite and whatnot, and not being an asshole. Oh yeah, but if you've got something you've got to say, you have to say it. You know. Yeah. Well, what what what. what? I, I know you spoke about it on your other program, and, and you and I do so much together, it's hard to stay on top of every minute that you and I are working. Right. I, I miss the uh, the Megyn Kelly. Just in a nutshell, what was your take on that with, with her comments about the blackface? Oh, I think it was taken way the fuck out of proportion. Oh. It's like I put, I mean, she was talking about blackface. and I, I mean, yes, it was bad back in the day. You know, you had Amos and Andy, and I, I, I can see where that was kind of... You know, not really kind of. It was just out blatant bullshit. Yeah. Making fun of black people. But yet, I'm a huge fan of Red Fox. Let's say I wanted to dress up tomorrow night at a Halloween party as Red Fox. I'm going to get my gray wig on. going to get me some, you know, old rugged you know, junkyard looking clothes. And I want to paint my face black because I want to look like Red Fox. That's not fucking racist, people. That's just trying to play the damn role. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not sure. I get what you're saying. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Um, I get what you're saying uh, that, in that it's a different 
doing something that's blatantly racist, let's say, uh, yeah. blackface in, in regard to a minstrel show, which clearly is bad. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but on the other hand, you have somebody like uh, Olivier portraying Othello. Is that racist? Which is what you're saying when you're portraying a character. Right. To me, it's not. I mean, you had you had Robert uh, Downey Jr. do uh, Black Guy in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. I never thought racist. Is that was is that what her comment was though? I, I I've tried to get a good snippet of it, and I always catch her saying that in regard to a costume. I think she. I think she. I think that's what she's talking about. I, the way I read the article, she's talking about like, what if you wanted to do it as a costume? You know, that, you know, like that. Like okay, I'm well, that, about- that to me leaves the door open to doing something that is blackface. But here's my point. Here, here's my point. L- let's presume the worst. And let's say she was defending the idea of doing uh, a questionable blackface costume. Let's say she was – let's presume the worst. And I don't know that's the case. That would be a mistake. Mm-hmm. She, pol- she apologized for it. Now, here is where I, I, I'm objective – in terms of when it's somebody that's liberal, I say the same thing. Um, when somebody makes a mistake, and you went to broadcast school, you're into the you into the what happens to people. When you're speaking for hours on end every day on the air, and you multiply that out over years, oh yeah, you about okay, to make the, a mistake. The, the the odds of misspeaking are very very high. Oh yeah. So. Um, my point is, is, is the first time that somebody stumbles and says something questionable at the very least or, or bad, why do we have to make them go away? Now, she does not have a history of saying mean and hateful things. She's not a shock jock. Uh, let's say it was naive. Let's say it was ignorant, whatever. She made a naive assertion that was a mistake. She apologized for it. Right. Okay. Well, why do we have to... My point in this is this, I, and here again, I, 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 there's liberals say a lot of things I don't like, and when one of them makes a mistake, I don't want them to lose their job either. No. And, 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 and same with conservatives, and here's why. Here's why. We are obsessed with free speech in this country, hmm. and free speech really applies to governmental censorship. Now, this was not a governmental thing. Government had nothing to do with this thing with Megyn Kelly. But what I would propose is this. I would say that we, the people, a very large segment of our of our population is becoming the tyrant that we're always afraid the government is going to be. We're always afraid the government is going to shut somebody up. We're always afraid the government is going to censor something. We, the people, a large segment of us, the people, we are becoming that. We are an unsanctioned section of the population who is destroying people and shutting them up when we don't like them. We are becoming what we claim to be afraid of from the government. Right. We, are be- we are becoming a mob that censors what we don't like, that censors improper speech, that censors a speech that we don't agree with. Um, and I believe that could get out of control. You know, right now it, it's about blackface. And then the next time it's going to be, you know, somebody that uh, supports a candidate that you don't like. Then we're going to have this big boycott. And, and it's just going to go on from there. And it's going to get to the point 
where the government isn't going to be so much a part of it, but we are going to have a large segment of our free speech destroyed by ourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like... That, that's, that, that's, that's what worries me about this. You can do that. I mean, how do you think policies are made? How do you think laws are made? They're made by mistakes. And what we're going to do is we're going to fuck ourselves, like you just said, and we're going to do so much crap that they're going to policy all our damn freedom of speech away. That's exactly what's going to happen. That's that's how this shit happens. I mean, when you go to work and they tell you, uh, you they're going to stop you and tell you if you ain't if you're two minutes late or whatever the case may be, they're going to start docking. Why does that happen? Because continuously, consistently, they have a bunch of people five minutes late, so they change the rule, and that's what's going to happen with us as a country. They're going to be a lot. I mean, it's I don't know, man. I was talking to a friend of mine in Georgia. Tonight on Facebook about this, I'm like, you know, this country, man, it's not the same as it was 25 years ago, man. Oh, no. no. It's like people don't think. They don't even sit down and reason nothing out anymore. They don't have any logic. It's like they're going to take whatever network they choose or whatever party they listen to, and they're just going to buy everything they damn say, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. And they have no possibility to think on their own people that just listen to their friends and whatever they got to say and don't have no damn thought of their own yeah i mean i love my family and i respect them as individuals but we got different opinions on certain things that doesn't mean i don't like them i don't love them but i'm not going to change my thoughts just because we got down that blood in the same way that's not going to happen because i stick to what i think yeah and you know I mean, I got family that's diehard Trump supporters, and I don't hate them. <clears throat> but yeah, we got to learn to sit down and talk in this country. Until this country can sit down at a table, communicate with different parties amongst one another, and come up with decisions, compromises where compromises have to be made. Until that can happen, and we're nowhere fucking near it. Nowhere. I mean, we're a million miles from that damn spot right now. Yeah. But if we ever get to that spot, that's the only way this country will heal. But the way we're going, we're going to divide, divide, divide to where there ain't nothing worth saving. Well, you know, I'm old enough to remember when Reagan was president. And there were partisans back then. And the difference between then and now, quite honestly, is that back then you had stupid Democrats and you had stupid Republicans. Okay. But you didn't have people who were living in false realities. There are people now who have been brainwashed. They, uh, it, it's beyond uh, being uninformed. Okay, They have a certainty that they are right beyond what any facts that they can show. And this false reality is why I often throw out the term cult. Right. Because um, it, it's beyond being stupid now. We're, we're beyond that threshold of being stupid. Oh, yeah, stupid. yeah. It's, it's one thing when you just don't understand or whatever the case may be. Well, we've got people now that's got self-chosen ignorance. When met with the facts, they still choose to believe stupid shit. Yeah. And that's self-chosen ignorance. I don't have a yeah. problem with somebody's ignorant of something. But when you're ignorant and then I show you the light on something and you still choose darkness... To me, I've done. I don't have nothing to do. I can't. I, I don't know what the hell to even do with that. Right. I I totally agree with that. Because I mean, if you tell me like, like people that believe the world's flat, 
If I come at you with evidence, bona fide scientific evidence, proving to you that the world's fucking round, and you still tell me the world's still flat, I just don't know what to do. You know, there was a. I always used to joke that uh, arguing with you about this is like arguing with somebody who thinks the world is flat. And because <laughs> if they don't, if they don't believe it by now, there's nothing that I'm going to say that's going to change it. Exactly. And 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 I always presumed at the time that I was talking about a very small segment of the population. But you know what? That number is is big. It's huge. I can't believe it. I don't understand. It's big. It. I don't understand. And, and 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 we're supposedly living in this technological age when. And, you know, all the information you want's right in the palm of your hand and all this. And people are dumber than they ever were. Oh, yeah. I, I think they're dumb. I think they're dumb. I think that. far as your regular common sense reasoning and the way to be able to think the process of it, I think the majority of the world's population right now is dumber than they were 100 years ago. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, technology, yeah, we've got that, and we've got that kind of stuff. But as far as to sit down and reason something without a damn smart device in your hand and be able to use some everyday logic, listen to something, and get the facts, and you'd make your own decision, there ain't many people able left in the world that can do that. Yeah. Well, that's a small percentage. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll say something here as we're winding down to really piss off my uh, religious conservative friends. <laughs> in that, in that if, if you take away electricity, which means cars, tablets, computers, and everything, if you take away electricity, we are nothing but a bunch of apes that have learned how to speak, who are still fighting in tribes over territory and resources. Yeah. That is what we are. That's what the Democrats and the Republicans are, a bunch of damn tribes. <laughs> and uh, anyway, on that note, I'll, I'll, well, one lighthearted thing. Let's finish up here with this. Uh, what about those Browns? Um, oh, God. We lost the, the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Ty Lue, and uh, we lost the coach of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they'll make the playoffs now because they got new coaches. Hugh Jackson. <laughs> And they also, uh, I believe it was Todd Haley, who was the offensive coordinator. They let him go, too. And uh, I started, I, as a matter of fact, I told my wife uh, within the last week, I said, I, I don't believe that that coach is going to make it through the season. Mm -hmm. Because uh, a lot of the same problems, that quarterback covered up the problems that were there. But those same problems that were there last year are still there. Yeah. Some of the goofy play calling and some of the other stuff. Yeah, there's been some uh, bad play calling this year, that's for sure. And uh, it, it, it does seem like um, the team is just going off in their own directions. And uh, it, it didn't seem like there's a, an iron fist. Like, for example, uh, Belichick. Okay, he's a nut. And, that, and you, have to, you have to be – I say that respectfully. Um. And this uh, defensive coordinator that they have, uh, you know, there was that uh, program on HBO this summer that uh, followed the Browns kind of like in a reality Oh, yeah, team. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And this defensive coordinator, I believe his name is Greg Williams. Or I, I could be wrong about that, but I, I believe it's Greg Williams. He's a nut. Okay. And, and, and you've got to be a nut to be good at this job. Oh, yeah. And I've 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 been around NFL people my whole life. I'm from Canton, Ohio. I came from a very you know athletic school, uh, McKinley, and you know the the uh, the, uh, the the group of players over the years, the uh, uh, the alumni that have gone on to the pros in Ohio State and all this from this area. 
from Canton and Maslin is very, very extensive. I mean, this is a football culture down here. Pro Football Hall of Fame and all that. And I got to tell you, the best ones that I've that I've known about or I've come in contact with, you know, secondhand through people that have known them and stuff, they're all nuts. You, you have to be off your rocker to to have that kind of a job, to be that to be that passionate about the game. You have to be off your rocker. Yeah. And, they know that uh, shit. They know that shit. When they plan a game, it's like playing a damn battle. Yeah. And, and uh, um, I, this Greg Williams certainly seems like somebody who's got the right mix of insanity to mm. go along with his uh, um, knowledge of football. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of speculation. I, I was taking in some of the uh, Cleveland stations today, and they were talking about, uh, you know, if, if he does really well, he might be the permanent head coach. Hmm. Um, but uh, for right now, he's going to take it out. I believe, what, there's eight games left or something like that? Yeah. And, yeah, and I got to tell you, uh, uh, that Baker Mayfield, and, you know, I, I have I, – I get I get so mad at those Cleveland commentators because all I've been hearing for the last ten years is we need another quarterback. One gets carried off the field and they're oh we need another quarterback. Another one gets carried off the field. Oh we need <laughs> nobody ever says why are these quarterbacks getting killed? You know, yeah. um, and uh, uh, Baker Mayfield yesterday to me he looked pretty wore down. Yeah, he's and, gonna and make the next the, one carried off the field. They don't get something done. He looked pretty wore down, and I'm sure that was a big factor in what happened. Is because they got this 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 franchise quarterback, potential franchise quarterback, who's very popular with the fans. He's very popular with the other players around the league. They got they have a potential jewel here. They have a potential you know Brady on their hands, and uh, he's getting carried off the field halfway through his first season. Is what's going to end up happening? Yeah. Because he, he, his face, and and his, body, is, his body language, he was carrying himself. He looked exhausted and beaten. What the? And, and, and you just cannot, you cannot do that. No. What they'll do is they'll end up trading him after he gets hurt. He's <laughs> out for the rest of the season. He'll rehab. They'll get him another quarterback in the draft that sucks, and then damn Mayfield will go on to do greatness with another damn team. I'll tell you if, if they let this guy get hurt, that is to me that is negligence. That is downright negligence to have somebody with this much potential and just let him hit the ground face first, play after play. That that is outright negligence. Yeah, it, it's um, it's ridiculous. Even with all the rules to protect the quarterback, still didn't help him. That that's how bad it was. Um, so yeah, uh, something had been done. I know a lot of, well, I don't know about a lot of them, but I caught a few of the Cleveland guys saying that, oh, well, they shouldn't have done this in the middle of the season. Uh, hey, you know what? I, I'm there's, there's very little doubt in my mind. There was a, an editorial that I read here um, on the New York post, um, you know, that basically said, uh, the same thing that this, uh, the, the, this Baker Mayfield really kind of threw things, made things come to a head. So, anyway, that's our program for today. Don't forget, uh, we are live twice a week, as I said before, Monday and Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are uh, the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth on Spreaker and iTunes. 
We are uh, Sweet Truth Radio, at Sweet Truth Radio on Twitter. Now, tomorrow night you have your crew, and that's on at 8 p.m. Yes. Eastern Standard Time. And that's the uh, – um, In, in these, these lamest terms, terms, yeah. No, no, that's on Spreaker, obviously. Yes. You, is it, is it's it iTunes on, uh, as well. Yeah, it's iTunes, iTunes as well. well. Okay. Yeah. okay, good. Um, All right, very well. And uh, if, if you're a gaming fan, we're going to give you a red. Me and Jack Casey are going to give you a review of Red Dead Redemption Two because we both played it. We both have it, so we'll oh, give cool. you a review. It came out. It's a, it's a big. If you're not a gamer, but it's a big event this past weekend. Matter of fact, that's he, one that's enormous. Right? Yeah, so many. Yeah, he, matter of fact, Jack Casey. I've reserved mine, but Jack Casey didn't, and he got the last copy in his area. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. So uh, well, tell Jack I said hi. He, I uh, always I always uh, enjoy his input on things. He may be and, on this Thursday. Who knows? Okay, great. That'd be awesome. And uh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll catch part of your show tomorrow. If I can't catch it live, I'll uh, uh, listen to it. Listen to it on the back end. Appreciate listen it. to some of it on the back end. Sure. And uh, do you have anything to say in closing? That's about it. That we'll be back here on Sanctuary Sweet Truth Thursday night at eleven. All right, everyone, have a great night, and thank you for listening. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on homeowners insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you have a cute little reading nook for those rainy days when you want to curl up with a good book, but you don't even read, so you just sit in there during thunderstorms and scroll through memes on your phone and laugh in the darkness. <laughs> the GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the dark, meme-filled corner you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.